The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from the West Bar and Grill in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. Okay, so somehow what Chip is doing is pouring some gross-looking thing that looks like he peed in the cup into this milky thing. That's probably... Okay, that's that's yeah, fine. That, that looks like Here, urine. Okay, dude, I, 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 I'm I'm afraid to drink this. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of urine. Now we drink it because I, I, I feel like it's going to curdle. Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, curdle. Yeah, I did curdle. Yep. You're committed to John Wall right now. I mean, you just for how long? Three how long? three years. Oh dear. So that's your ball dominant guy, right? Sure. Ben Simmons cannot be anything other than a ball. Like a distributing point guard because he cannot shoot. So how about this? You make the deal, you get picks, you get Simmons. Then you flip Simmons for something that's a better fit for what you have. All right. I mean, I don't have an idea off the top of my head. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Get the info. Do the homework. And we're back on the Blitz. What teams? What, what teams? teams? Do the show, bitch. Hour number three. 713-780-ESPN <laughs> is your number. 713-780-3776. <laughs> Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. Aaron will read it because that's what he does. There's also Twitter at Fred Fowler. Today it's at Josh Inna Show. It's at Tyler Drew Scott. It's at Aaron is Blitzed. It's at Degenerates975. Marcus, do you have Twitter? Yeah, he is. He follows me. He oh, stalks really? me on Twitter. Does he? Okay. He offers to take me out and uh, squire me about town to set me up to make love to me. But he does that via DMs. But well, you know, we're talking earlier about some things are hammers, some things are uh, pinkies. Well, no, he's a wee lad, so it'd probably just be a pinky. It wouldn't be, you wouldn't even feel it. And sometimes people are the hammer, and sometimes people are the nail. I think he would be the nail in that case. Hmm. Now you know the rest of the story, and now you know only the now rest of the story. Hello, Americans. I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. You know what the news is. Uh, <laughs> now all right. you're going to hear the rest of the story. So uh, it, it's been a fun show out here at the West. And, uh, you know, you, you still got time to get in here. We're here for an hour. Uh, everybody's enjoying themselves. Good crowd. And uh, uh, really fun to see a lot of the same faces that I see every time we come over here. And uh, Aaron Pope is now here. So the, the party is official. Now that we have both Popes, I, I, I have to admit, didn't quite feel right when I got here, and there weren't popes sitting at the table right here in the front. I, I'm, I'm so used to that, but uh, they're here now, so all is well. And uh, yeah, and much love to Braddock and Creighton, by the way. That that's never going away. I'm sorry. It's the best ever. It, it is, it and is. it's good to have something to be known for. Oh yeah, I I, I love those guys, both both of them, and uh, but it's it, it just such classic stuff. So a um, little college. Uh, football betting. Um, I think I, I, I went ahead and punched the ticket on Oregon tonight. Plus oh, three and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, the the game I like tomorrow. I like Tulsa plus fourteen and a half against Cincinnati. Uh, I will also in game bet that, which I can do because we have Wi Fi at our, our camping site. Yes. You know who didn't have that? 
all like the people on the Oregon Trail. They didn't have that capability. And guess what happened? They all got dysentery and died. Yep. But look at you. Like, can you imagine a, ma- a modern you Oregon Trail game where it's like, sorry, you had to stop to place a bet on your Wi-Fi? Rona free and dysentery free. That's me. That, you know what? And you were around. I don't have time for it either. Was a thing. Yeah. All of those were around when you were a boy. Bubonic plague. You were there. Yep. Now here's one for you. you said Oregon. Here's a college football one for you because I wrote down a couple of them today. Did you? I do not know Look what Mis- I don't know what Missouri's team over is, but I know that the game with Mississippi State, the over under is like fifty one and a half, and I think Missouri forty nine and a half. Is I think what I'm they're seeing. gonna. Oh, really? It's gone down. I think Missouri's going to score some points against Mississippi State. Their offense not bad. Uh, they weren't great against uh, Georgia, but Georgia's a good defense. Uh, but they did very well against Arkansas. Then they came back and didn't do so hot against Georgia. I'm also torn because I'm not one of these homers that's just going to bet for my team because they're my team. But LSU is plus two against Ole Mississippi. And uh, the over-under is 75 in that game. Now, you're talking about two of the worst defenses in college football. Ole Miss, in fact, is dead last. LSU is like 120. They're awful. So, in theory, that's one of those games where it just seems so obvious the over's going to hit. Yet, somehow, it'll be like 20 to 17. But, uh, yeah, actually down to 74 and a half. And sometimes you have to hold your nose and say, all right, I'm going to... All the data tells you to go this way, and yeah. sometimes you just have to go that way and not overthink it. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't mind the over in that at all. And LSU money line isn't dreadful value only because plus one hundred five. They're not. I mean, neither team's good. Right. So, and we've seen that both both teams. I think combined gave up one hundred forty points to Alabama. They're both bad. I um, it, just FYI, Tulsa now thirteen and a half on my bookie. I got it at fourteen and a half. I don't like it as much uh, if, you, if you can get it back to 14. Because, I mean, I, I could see them giving up a late touchdown for it to be 14. That's why I love the 14 and a half. But um, 13 and a half, don't love it quite as much. How and, about, uh, let me ask you this about college. Okay. Oklahoma, minus six. Oklahoma hasn't lost since they played Iowa State, and they were winning that game in the fourth quarter. I think all of Oklahoma's losses, they had leads. They lost to K-State, were up 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, the albino light skin fella. I'm not a huge fan of Rattler, uh, but yeah, he, I was he does I not buy. he does not fit the handsome quarterback mold. No, he doesn't. All. But I don't buy Iowa State either because everybody's hyped up and it's like, oh, Iowa State's an outside shot at the playoff and blah blah blah. I think Oklahoma, who's been there, done that before. I think Oklahoma might put it on them pretty good. Here's the deal. Uh, I I actually. My numbers say Oklahoma should be a four-and-a-half-point favorite, so the line is... Let me ask you this. How do you get your number? I'm always fascinated when I read these websites. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the one that AJ does stuff with? Not uh, uh, action. Pre- what is it? Action? Pre-game. Or pre-game, whatever. But I'll, sometimes I'll read the action network, right? And the guys will go, well, our, our tabulation say this one should be three-and-a-half. What is your system? What is your data that tells you this? What, what I have is, is a program that takes the Sagarin numbers, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Sagarin's ratings, uh, slightly tweaked. I added a few things. A friend of mine who was, who uh, rest in peace, was the greatest gambler I've ever known. You knew Jimmy the Greek? Uh, no, this this guy, this guy spits on Jimmy the Greek's grave. Although he'd have to do it from his own grave because he's been dead now for. That'd six be years. impressive. But um, but he he came up with this, and then we tweaked it a little bit. I added, and now this year, they haven't been as good because, you know, it's a weird year. Well, home field advantage generally. They say three points, I don't but in college football, 
There's places like LSU is six and a half points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio Florida. State is is seven points. Uh, there are certain places where the home field advantage is worth a lot more than three points. So we factor that in, factor it into the line, and then we look for, and then it spits it out and it tells us what the line should be based on that. Now this one says four and a half, but and now what what's really cool is if you get this huge discrepancy, especially in big spreads. Like if somebody's 11-point favorite and they should be a 22-point favorite, sure. anything that's 10 points or more either way is a must bet because that's about 75%. But in this case, I have Oklahoma as a 4.5-point favorite. Really doesn't make much of a difference in the spread because... You know, I, I mean, how often does four and a half come into play versus sure. five and a half? Well, here's a quick. Then let me follow up. So my follow up for you then would be how, like, what is your combination of what your data tells you versus what your gut tells you? Which to me is what makes a good coach, a good manager, or whatever. Is you look at the data, but you also have to look at what's going on in that very moment and make a decision based on that. Because sometimes data can be false, right? Like sometimes the data, like the data may not take into account that the starting quarterback got hurt last week, right? Like I don't know if all, all that factors in. Right, like, let, 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 I'll, I'll tie this to poker because, uh, by the way, shout out to uh, Robbie, Robbie, who was one of the guys that was uh, at dinner with us last night, former Rice fullback. He's a poker pro. And we had some fantastic poker conversations last night, which I just love. But uh, you know all the math. You know what the possibilities are. In the end, you have to trust your read. Because basically, you're doing what Daryl Morey does, except Daryl Morey doesn't look at the human element at all. He just looks at guys like they're robots. You're still looking at it and saying, okay, what the Sagarin system and all that can't tell me is that the starting quarterback was out until 4 in the morning last night. Right. That's where you get that kind of information, right. or you go with but whatever you, you have. Use it, you don't use it. Uh, you, you can't be a slave to the numbers. You have to. Uh, it, it has to be an interpretive thing. Uh, and that's why there's an art and a science to handicapping, just like there's an art and a science to poker. And you can know the numbers, but you know if your reads tell you something different, if what you've seen tells you something different. So yeah, the numbers tell me Oklahoma four and a half. My eyes tell me Oklahoma is going to probably win this ten to twelve. Yeah, well, there we go. So I'm feeling good. I got the ultimate handicapper over here, and he didn't have a wacky nickname or anything like that. He's just Fred. And it's his birthday, and he's got picks, baby. And if you call right now to 713-38, you call, guess what? You're going to get the weekend's games free, and you're going to get the lock of the century. The lock of the century is what you're going to get. See, I, I hate to break it to you, no such thing as a lock. I, I know I know that flies in the face of everything you hear on advertising, but there is no such thing as a lock. There are... Wayne Allen Root says there are locks, friend. Ah, War, Wayne Allen Root. You call right now on a recorded ma- I want to talk to a guy live. That's what I want to do because I want to question him. Like they're always like, uh, call you know live what? on a recorded uh, message. I want to call you and I want to question you and debate you. You know what? Like if, if, you, if you subscribe to Brad Powers, you can call and talk to him. He does it all the time. I just want to shoot the bleep. Yeah. I want to be like, all right, so why do you feel the way you feel? How about that? I do want to know what – I can't find it yet what Missouri's side bet is. But what is Missouri favored by? Or is it a um, bet of pick them probably, give or take? Uh, yeah, it's like one and a half, I think. So that means probably their team over-unders 26 and a half or somewhere, Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, no, maybe less. No, it'll be less because the over-unders yeah. only 49. 40, yeah, it's down to so, 49 and a half. So we'll, we'll – Probably 24. Like, I, t- I think see, they're going to score. Much as I love my bookie, I have trouble finding those bets on here. Like, it, it's – like, in-game I don't have a problem with, but I, I – just now, they're not on there yet, but just hit props, and usually props is where you'll find a lot of those. It says four props. 
Yeah, so that means you're probably not going to have it, but like day of the game, you'll probably be able to see. Well, this might have team side pop up right here. Let's. There we go. Where's Missouri team side? Is it on here? Nope, not yet. But it will be at some point. But if the over under is forty nine and Missouri's favored by no, twenty four is their number. You know what? I think they. I think at worst they push that. I think that that's worth it to go over Missouri because I don't, dude. It's amazing how bad Mississippi State is. Missouri can score this Eli Drinkwitz. The guy's offense is pretty potent. They destroyed LSU earlier this year. Uh, Arkansas is Arkansas, but they hung like 50 on them. Like, they can move the ball, so I wouldn't be sure. And guess who can't move the ball? Mississippi State. The Pirate can't move the ball. They're dreadful. It's going to take him a little time to get that thing going over there, but yeah. Do you think the lane train goes to Auburn, or is that going to be no, uh, Hugh Freeze? I, I think that's going to be Hugh Freeze. And uh, we talked about this, then Art Bryles is going to Liberty. Yep. So. It makes sense. All right. Yeah, because things went so well the last time he was at a religious school. Well, and, and, and religious schools don't learn their lesson. They just, come on, bring it on, baby. Let's go. Jesus. I have sinned. Jesus wants us to win. I have sinned. I don't know that Liberty even knew about football until Hugh Freeze won like eight games there this year. Nine, and, you know what, and I know that we got to go to break, but really quick. It's a shame that this Sunbelt Conference Championship game hasn't been rescheduled. Oh, That's yeah. a farce. My raging Cajuns, damn it. They're trying to take down the Chanticleers. And they're like, oh, we're co-champions. No, you're not. Play the game at some point. Yeah, Play the game, bitch. I don't know if you saw that, but the coastal Louisiana game canceled for COVID. So. And it's a tie. It's a draw. Yeah. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. This is the Blitz. the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from the West Bar and Grill in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz, live at the West in Beaumont. And uh, Josh, I think I think the people of Beaumont like you. Well, that's good. I like them too. I, I think you've, uh, you've you've won them over. I didn't know that I had to win them over. I've always been a big supporter of Beaumont. I've driven through here many many times on your way to Louisiana yeah. to go to LSU games. Yeah, and I've also you know I've stopped at the Golden Corral, which at one point had a big billboard that said it was voted number one restaurant in Beaumont. So they have exquisite culinary taste. What a palate on the people here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Beaumont. I really don't know anything about Beaumont other than I-10. I didn't know it went anywhere else. I just thought you drive through and there it was gone. I know the big sign, the big pearl beer sign that uh, you pass when you're on the old, uh, the old 10. Oh, yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big Beaumont guy. Big supporter of Beaumont, Lake Charles, this whole area, this whole stretch right here. All the way down to Jennings, Louisiana, where the Shoney's is still open. All the way down to Lafayette. I-10, these are my people, man. I am Mr. I-10. 
Vinton, Vinton, Louisiana. Oh, Vinton, Delta Downs. Yep. I know you made the... some stops at Delta oh, Downs. Oh, I have. I went there for the Derby a couple times, and they were up in that big club area where there's like lobster and crab legs and stuff, and and I would read. Yeah, the that little... that used to irritate the snot out of me that they would send you six ten guys over there for the big races at Delta. When I don't know anything about, I it. am the horse racing god. What I the know. hell? Well, it used to annoy me because that lady that sold the dildos over on White, White Oak. Yeah, she was on our show for a while, and then one day, like she leaves because I didn't, I didn't want to have her on the air. I think is what happened. They were like, "Will you do a segment with her?" I'm like, "No, I don't really want to do a dildo segment every day or every week." No, and then, like, best. and then, like a week later, it's like, "Hey, it's Fred and AJ, the dildo ladies, on for dildo talk." And I'm like, "You sons of bitches! <laughs> you stole the dildo lady from me." No, she was. She wanted to do both. She wanted to own afternoon radio. She wanted to do your show and our show. Well, that's good people, man. I'm, oh, I, I have nothing against it. Like, that was four or five years ago. I don't yeah. really care. But at the moment, I was like, now, wait a minute. Like, I had to go over there, and, like, she, like she's like, have you ever seen anal beads? I'm like, sure. She's like, pulls out this long string of these beads. She's like, look at these. I'm like, neat. And then uh, we had some sales gal, and I, I don't even know. I barely even knew her, but it was me, Jim, and the sales gal. And she was just in there talking about, like, vibrators and stuff. And I'm like... I'm not going to engage in this conversation because I don't know what is appropriate workplace or, you know, work trip conversation. I'm very weird about that. That's why I don't really talk a lot at work because I'm afraid of, like, saying something that's considered inappropriate. So I just, like, pump the brakes and take a step back. You know what? I, just li- I listen. I'm the, a listener. Can I, can I give you a positive to the whole Rona thing since nobody's in the office anymore? Uh, I, There's no one there to dislike me. I, well, no, I no. bet sexual harassment cases have gone down significantly. Maybe so. Because it's kind of hard. Not, I mean, not that you can't. Except during happy hour. Well, uh, no, there's no harassment going on there. Well, not quite, but not, the, 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 the year is still young. Well, it is. Happy hour is very well, no, young. No, the year is not young. Happy the hour year is, is almost young. over. Happy hour is almost into January. Young. So yeah, no, that's the thing is like it's seven ninety in other places. Like I tried to be you know nice guy, but there were just people inherently there that just disliked you anyway or disliked me anyway. So it was a weird, toxic, horrible environment. But here it hadn't been that bad. But now you now you've led me to know why because there's nobody there to talk with me to dislike okay, me yet. Well, but let, let me just say this, and I, we have so many people in that building. That they're like family. I mean, we, we, we really do have a good group of people, and you really haven't gotten a chance to see that. Like, how many times have you seen Courtney? Like, twice now? Well, the, the only other time I saw Courtney, she was like under this garbage can of beer. Well, she was at the golf tournament, too. Okay, That's, so this so is the we've third seen time. Three times. Yeah. Now, we used to, uh, when, when things were normal, I'd see Courtney four times a week. She'd be out at all of our road shows. There'd be and, road shows. Yeah, we had road shows, not just Beaumont. Um, yeah, guys like guys like Graham and Todd. I mean, they're just and Laura Beavers. I mean, we just have great people who are and David Gow himself. That I I admit I like being around. I miss being around those guys. And I think you know when things change, if you're still around here, I think you're going to find that you really like them too because they're just. Good I appreciate pe- your optimism. Josh, no, you're like, listen, if you're still around here. <laughs> Well, I, if, if no, I, I'm saying that because I think somebody's going to come and steal you and pay you a bunch of money, that and that's going to be that. That sounds nice, but uh, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which one gets okay, filled okay, up. First. You know, oh, let me tell you, something. like you, you say, say that all the time. Who craps in their hand? Okay, all right. Other than Florida woman. Okay, okay, fine. But let me tell you a story. Here's here's the only times I get mad about job stuff is when like we were talking about Hugh Freeze. Like I feel like I haven't been as bad as say Hugh Freeze, but Hugh Freeze had to his. 
punishment was he got fired at Ole Miss, BFD, goes to Liberty for a year, like a halfway house, and then is going to get a job at Auburn. Like, boy, it's tough to have that life. Or like Craig Carton up in New York, who I don't – I mean, look, get, if you're good enough to get on the air, get on the air. But it's like the dude goes to jail for, like, hosing people out of millions of dollars, and within, like, a month of getting out of jail, hey, you're back in afternoon drive in New York. Me, I'm being punished for whatever the hell it is I've done. And, like, I'll talk to my agent. She didn't really like to talk to me all that much because she's got, like, important people like Nick Cannon is one of her people. Speaking of people who it's like, wow, this guy still has a job. This guy called Jews savages. And they're like, well, I got his job back. Fun fact, my agent, also his agent, she's Jewish. Somehow she's like, hey, he got Nick Cannon his job back. And I'm over here like, hey, I'm working for free in uh, Houston. She goes, you know what, I believe in you. And then, like, she'll, like, leave me hanging for, like, five months. Then I'll reach out. She's like, don't know what to tell you, but I believe in you. Sorry, Nick Cannon's on the phone. He just called uh, some Jews, savages, and animals again. He just got a raise. (laughs) Figure that out. (laughs) Hugh Freeze just got a job. All these guys, they do all these bad things, and it's like, God, well, what a, you know what? I don't care. I'm having a good time. I'm not trying to be negative, but uh, that's, just, that's just the reality of it. Now that we're sitting here just, you know, talking about these things, like, my God, it just fascinates me. Like, you would have thought I killed somebody or something. You know what the biggest regret of my life is? What? Not financially, but the not, biggest. Not, uh, not fighting Seth Payne because that would have been even better for your. Uh... No, it, no, it's been worse for, like, that wasn't a regret because that's no different than anything I used to do at Radio Row where you walk around with a microphone. Sometimes people get mad. Sometimes they don't. But it's brilliant. Uh, I'm I, I'm very proud that I walked up to him because I couldn't be a bitch. I thought that was funny. It I, was I really great. Did. I thought it was funny. I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and I, listen, I like Seth a lot. I I just think his reaction was it it, it got you guys a ton of attention. And, and I'm then we all didn't cash that. in on it. We didn't cash in on it because I walk in and my management they're like, "This is embarrassing. And we may have to fire you." I'm like, "For what? For what exactly?" You know, it was absurd. But that was a horrible place to work. Anyway, my regret is taking that job to begin with. Right? Like, my regret was like, hey, let's rush back to Houston. They paid me a lot of money, and they let me work with Jim, which was great, and then eventually Jilly, and that was great. But that was a regret. It was a regret because it was a bad environment, and it was a toxic work environment. There, Some of it I brought on myself, I understand. Some of it was. But, like, it was just a bad environment. This is a great environment. I thoroughly enjoy it. Maybe it's because there's only four people in the building. I don't know. But, <laughs> no, I, but, but I enjoy uh, it far more uh, than any. Like, that was a 610 was a great environment. There were good people there up until Nick Wright got there. There were great people. And then Philly was a weird, horrible, toxic situation, too. But then 790 was just a place that was awful. But this is fun. Josh, well, I'll tell you, having been in both environments, because I worked I over there, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Having been in both buildings, this building, so much more family-oriented, like, period. I mean, aside from the buzz, because the buzz has their own little group that they just kind of stick to themselves and shun everybody else because they don't fit in. Um, (laughs) But from all the other stations that are owned by that conglomerate through sales and that, it's much more family-oriented over here, and it's much more welcoming. And I even interviewed over at Intercom for CBS at the time, and... Still, it's, it's not the same vibes as it is over here. No, it's great. And, and when I was at 610 initially, it was a really great vibe because we had a good boss and things were great. But, yeah, working over at 790, first of all, nobody gave a damn about 790. And basically the Rockets just controlled what you talked about on the radio. Like I talked about this on the air the other day about, you know, how the media now all of a sudden wants to rip Harden and everything but would never touch him, you know, for the years that he's been doing the same garbage. And a lot of that's because, think about and I guess i got to give him credit, there's a brilliant thing that, that the Rockets did and what Daryl Morey did. Did Daryl ever take you to lunch? 
When I was at the Chronicle, yeah. Yeah, when I moved to town, I'm a nobody. I'm 23 years old. Daryl takes me to lunch, and you think you're cool. In reality, he's just trying to get you in his pocket, so you're never going to question anything he does. And then look at what 790 and the Rockets did. So Adam Clanton used to criticize Harden and these guys, right? What did the Rockets do? Hired him to be on the radio network. You know what you're not going to do anymore? Be critical of people anymore. Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas, what do they do? Well, let's just hire Matt Thomas to be our play-by-play guy. Oh, great, he doesn't say anything bad anymore. Like, it's brilliant, but it doesn't make for quality entertainment is all I'm saying. Uh, two quick thoughts. It's like once people start coming back to the office, you get a chance to meet them. You'll see that uh, everybody that works there, I actually like hanging out with outside of the job. Like, you know, Aaron, I've hung out with Aaron and his wife, hung out with Tyler. We have fun. Uh, and and that's, that's an environment that's hard to get to. Uh, and it, it's funny you mentioned Daryl. When I was at the Chronicle, though, it wasn't that it was a big deal for me to go to lunch with Daryl because at the time, the Chronicle kind of ruled everything. Yep. It, it was a big deal for them to try to win us over. And it, it's amazing how much that's changed. It's not a bad strategy, but it leads to, I think, a lot of people here locally, especially with the Rockets and in particular Maury, people never criticized anything because he, he owned them. I think Maury owned the media here and then, then you see the fraudulent ways whenever like they all hate russ westbrook because maury hated russ westbrook when he was him and Harden, you know going back and forth for the mvp then he gets here and all of a sudden people forget that he was an, uh, an inefficient player and that daryl didn't like him now it's like oh it's gonna work everybody's fraudulent that's what bothers me there are too many frauds well we're going to uh when we come back i want to ask you a texans question about one thing to look for on sunday and Judging from the ratings, nobody's going to be looking. But I want to nope. get your opinion on that. Yep. Uh, from the text line, yo, this is Matt. What's up, guys? Shout out, Matt. Uh, shout out to all of Beaumont who's here today. EMT, uh, bitches. And uh, late hits after us, which uh, those guys do a great job. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. SPS 97.5. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow. Live from the West Bar and Grill in Beaumont. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz here at the West in Beaumont. And, uh, man, I can't thank you guys enough for coming out and supporting us here. It's uh, uh, it, it's always so cool to get over here. And, you know, I, 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 I spend a lot of time in the area now. And, I, I, and you're camper? I, I do. Uh, we're, gonna, we're camping this weekend. We did it last weekend. Uh, a couple weeks ago we were up at uh, uh, Martin Dyes, which is in Jasper, which I've never seen more armadillos in my life than at that place. And of Did course, you shoot them or chase them or anything? No, but boy, it sure freaked out the dogs. Every time they'd hear that rustling, it would have freaked me out. Critters freaked me out. Yeah. I don't like any of the raccoons, armadillos, uh, possums. The, the only thing that's ever happened to me at, this, at, at the place in, in Lumberton is we were, we were tenting there one year, and this is before Harvey because Harvey kind of tore it up, so we hadn't been back since until last week. Uh, but I'm sitting there having an adult beverage, maybe smoking a little bit. Freaking water moccasin goes right over my foot on the way to the water. 
And it took me about, because I was a little stoned, it took me about five seconds to realize (laughs) that the water moccasin had gone over my foot. How bad that could have been. And then the reaction then is me flying like, you know, I have about a two-inch vertical now because I'm old. I must have flown about six feet in the air. And, and by then, the damn thing's already in the water. He's 20 feet away. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like holy. And the, and the wife's like, what? What? And I go, bleeping water moccasin just went right over my foot. She, oh, don't be a baby. I go, dude, have you ever seen what those things can do if they bite you? I had a, I had a friend you? almost lose her foot because she got bit by a water moccasin taking her trash out to, in her apartment complex. That sounds awful. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, is, are you irrationally afraid of anything? Like when people, you say, I'm afraid of this, and people are like, what? Is there anything like that? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I have an irrational reaction to traffic. Like I, I get so upset and so pissed off. Do you get nervous? Is it like an anxiety thing? No, I get angry. Okay. And I, 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 I've gotten better about it because, frankly, we haven't had much traffic over the last six months. So the last few times when I've been in it, it hasn't bothered me. It's like, you know what? This feels normal. But like, I, if I get stuck and I'm not moving, I, it just, I get angry. It's the only time. I, I don't get angry about anything, man. I'm, I'm about as laid back as it gets. But that, for some reason, I have an irrational anger when it comes to traffic. That'll and, do it. And, and especially, especially because we have such horrible drivers in Houston. And, and horrible roads. Uh, and the we roads do have horrible. Terrible. And And... My path to work is probably not that dissimilar from yours because I have to get on 59. Yep. And that do, do you choose to go 610 or do you exit, uh, what's the, the one? Um, what, oh, what's the damn street? Not Chimney West, Rock? Not, not the, Wesley. No, do you, do you go, Chim- oh, I, I don't uh, do Chimney Rock anymore, and I'll tell you why. Newcastle. Because do you exit Newcastle? No. I, I, uh, well, I exit Westland, and I always there's a little gas station there where I go and get my uh, Gatorade Zero and bang. And then I get on uh, West Park and take West Park in because the two worst merges in the entire city I have to deal with because, you know, when you're getting on 59 from, I assume Midtown's the same thing, from, from my side of downtown where you have to get over and merge with what's already there and get out of the 288 lanes is awful. And then trying to cross over to Chimney Rock exit when everybody else is crossing the other way like, I'm surprised that I, I didn't die doing that. I don't go that way anymore. I, I always exit and take West Park so that I don't have to deal with that. You know what's even worse? On my way home, I have to exit, um, I forgot what the, when you exit towards downtown off of 59. In Louisiana. In Louisiana. Yeah. And you've mm-hmm. always got a-holes that are trying to get over. That's one of the worst. <sighs> See, and when I. Well, now they took off Louisiana, so you can't be. Right. Well, you, you where can, it goes, but where it's, it goes it's, next to St. Danes or whatever it is. Yeah. You, well, yeah. You, you have to go down part. there, or you can take Travis. It's a but that's that's yeah. not the bad part. The bad part is, idiots get in those two lanes, and stay in those two lanes until they have to get over. Until yeah. they have to get over, mm-hmm. and and usually if there's no traffic, I'll 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 stay on the 59 to 45 to Scott, but. Most of the time, when there's a ton of traffic there, I'll I'll take the downtown exit and just go down to Jefferson or something. Well, there's it's just as slow because everybody in those two lanes isn't going downtown. Like three of them are. There's me and two other guys. Everybody else is just staying in those lanes until they get right up there where it goes from five lanes to three, and then they all go into that, those lanes. I, I hate I that stuff drives me nuts. That that is my irrational anger. Is that people who will do that they'll stay in the left-hand lane and then cut three lanes over to get in into traffic 
that they were already going to be in. You know what's so, another yeah. tough one? You know where the Texas Star Grill Shop is? Right over there off of 59? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, when you pass over through Shepard and you're trying to get back on 59 and you have to get all the way over, like, five lanes to try to get to Louisiana Street. Yeah. And you have very little time to pull it off. Yeah. Now you have to just basically just, just, like, hold your nose and just go, we're going, and just keep that blinker on and go just keep trying to weave in and out of it, baby. Because once you stop... You're stuck, so it's just got to just keep your keep the hammer down and just go. It's not easy. Here, here's my other one: people who cross three lanes of heavy traffic to make an exit. When the one thing about the the freeway system here, if you miss your exit, it's not that punitive. There's another one a quarter mile up. You just go back. But people who do that and almost cause accidents. So yeah, I, I guess that's not really what you were asking. But that's the one. Not thing. even remotely, but that's okay because it led to something no, else. I, I don't have any real fears, like a uh, phobia. Like here's an irrational thing I have. Okay, like the Sam Houston statue in Huntsville, <laughs> it scares me. Like I'm, I'm petrified of it. Like or tall things at night, like a water park at night where there's no lights on and you just see like you can still see it, but it's not on. Like so the slides and the lights and everything are off. It creeps me out. And tall statues of people. Like, at night, though. During the day, I'm not weirded out by statues. But, like, if you're approaching Huntsville and it's nighttime and you see the big Sam Houston statue, that makes me uncomfortable, and I don't know why. There's a name for it, for being afraid of statues. But I'm not afraid of statues. It's more like tall buildings, empty amusement parks weird me out. It's just this, I don't know. Uh, uh, clowns creep me out a little bit. That's fairly common. It is, but I've never understood that one. Like, they're just weirdos. Poltergeist. After you, once I watched Poltergeist as a young man... Uh, clowns, feet. I, I hate feet. I think feet are God's greatest mistake. Uh, I think we should have hooves or something like that, or paws. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't really have anything that Jilly like. She won't let me have my shoes anywhere. She if she has to see my shoes, she gets disgusted. So I have to like hide my shoes. If I sit down and take my shoes off or socks. She's weirded out by shoes and socks, but she's a strange broad. That's very, that is odd. I don't know why. Like, I, like there's things like, for, like, she drinks tomato juice all the time. I hate tomato juice. It's gross, but I'm never going to be like, don't drink tomato juice in front of me. Like, I'm not going to do that. But me, if I'm sitting there, and let's say I sit on the couch and I have my shoes on, take your shoes off and make sure I can't see them. Okay. <sighs> I mean, well, Fred, you know. feet. Yeah, yeah, well, but, uh, and we were just talking about that, but... Uh, Alan says, I'm in that second car trying to take that exit along with you. It's annoying. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and, and it, it, I, I've got to start getting used to it again because the traffic is picking back up over there. And, and that, that's one thing I'm going to say about the Rona that's been a positive. I can be from the station to my house in 15 minutes. Yep. And, you know, no worries, no traffic. Lately, it's been getting bad again. And uh, so I know we're heading back towards normal Houston traffic probably going to struggle with that. San Felipe is a solid route to go to Midtown from the station sometimes, too. Sometimes faster than the... Uh, the well, you know what's a blessing now is this new ramp that you can take uh, once you leave the station you go up, uh, was at West Alabama, and then yeah. you get on to like 610 and they now have the new split that's open. Oh, no one's ever... On, now some people haven't figured it well, out no, yet. Yeah, is that open now? Because, it's open yeah, and it's all bad. Three, all three of them the last open two nights now. when so they bring finishings no. on it. They've okay. been doing but, but I can, on it. I, so I can take Alabama to six ten to fifty nine. So you can, yes. Yeah, you yes. can go Alabama, but the well, thing it goes is, straight to fifty nine. Yes. Oh wow! Whenever you go, well, it's the six ten. Whenever feeder. you take uh, Alabama all the way down through the Galleria, and then 
you have to take a right onto the feeder of 59. That's a death Every, merge, too. Everybody stops there, but they don't realize that they have their own lane Correct. to just continue on. Well, it's not only that. Well, it's also if you're coming from 610 from, say, 10. Like, people still haven't figured out that ramp yet, yeah. that new 59 ramp. So it's so much traffic, and it's so much backed up. But once they figure it out, it's going to be a miracle. I, and there's a great view, too. I, once you get to the top of it, you can see all of downtown. It's great. Yeah, i, I got to start doing that again because I've just been taking Sage to 59 yeah, now, and U-turning. Now that yeah. the whole 59 north exit is there, the the 59 south one you can go, or you can go down 6, 610. It's it's We're it's good. really a miracle. Yep. And once you get to the top of that ramp, when I tell you, it is it not, is, an it is awesome a good view. view. It's like you're on Especially a roller coaster. At night. Yes, all the all the buildings with the Christmas lights. It's like you're on a roller coaster, man. Like you can see the yeah. world. Like you're on a magic carpet. All right. You know what? I just realized we only have one segment left. Yep. I know this is like five hours of radio for you, but this has been fun as hell for me. Quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. What? You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. I don't know how I could explain that in a cooler and more doper fashion. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from the West Bar and Grill in Beaumont. This is The Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Last segment of the day. And uh, I want to let you know, late hits with Patrick Creighton and Jason Braddock coming up right after this. The best night show in the entire city. And I uh, just want to take a thank, take a second to thank uh, Chip, uh, the West, for having us out here. I want to thank everybody who's come out. Uh, and uh, supported the shows. You guys are the best. That's why this area is my favorite and always will be. And, um, you know, you get a chance say hi to some of the, the people you hear on the happy hour. You get Trey and Dr. Intern and Tiny Marcus over there. Uh, Courtney, who's our promotions director and who is responsible for all this cool stuff you win, among other things, and, and uh, one of the coolest people at the station. And Tyler. So all, all of your favorite people except for Aaron are here. And AJ, but you know we knew he wasn't going to be here. So anyway, thanks again for to everybody for Here's coming. Here's good up. news. Yes, my Sammy Hagar uh, Christmas ornament arrived today. You got a Sammy Hagar Christmas ornament? Yeah, my buddy had posted a picture of his ornament that he had. It was a it was a Van Halen guitar ornament, and I and I was drunk one night and I said, "Well, I'd like a Sammy Hagar ornament. Do those exist?" And apparently they do at one point. It's a Santa driving a car that says, I can't Kid drive. Drive 55. And I then, love it. And then the song plays. So I'm, I got something to look. Oh, I forgot I had my mask on. I have, <laughs> some, I have something to look forward to when I get home. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's do a Zadok Jewelers Gym of the... Uh, not Zadok. What? Just, what? Uh, duh. Uh, stupid stuff. Yeah. yeah. Stupid so, stuff. We said this week. Did you end up playing it? I did. Well, that's why I told you not to. I know, Daddy, but sometimes I have to go my own way and learn these hard lessons on my own. 
every team needs to be named after an animal, and there should just be a draft. Like, well, uh, we put all the animal names on the board. Every sports franchise gets to pick one, and if you've got the last pick, oh, sorry, you're the Pittsburgh Woodpeckers. That sucks. But like, uh, woodpeckers can do a lot of damage to trees, AJ. <laughs> then hashtag keep it local with them. Learn more at ESPN975.com slash keep it local. Buying services. <laughs> Does that include... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So do you hashtag keep it local when you put a picture up? Of- no. Bob Kraft never kept it local. He went down to Florida to do it. You don't James keep- Harden didn't either. Yeah, you don't want to keep it too local because then your wife will find out. Interesting. When you're buying services. <laughs> I see. I-, I have not done that, but if I did, I probably would hashtag keep it local. Yeah. Actually, no, I would have to hashtag keep it on the road because you don't want the wife to find out. That, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are obviously more expensive hobbies out there. So, yeah, again, I could, I could be addicted if, to cocaine. And then I, like, my wife would say, well, what'd you spend on cocaine this week? And I'd say, honey, I don't know. <laughs> a lot. Well, you'll you'll have to bring that up to Annie yeah. and review. It's like, hey, my hobbies could be more expensive. Yeah. It's it's more <laughs> it's more than 135 euros. That's how much I spent on cocaine. Okay. <laughs> now she's coming up on year end, so I'm like, okay, sometime in May, she'll get back on track. <clears throat> that was at 5:58 or 5:59. Excuse me. That's a very odd time for your first. Week. <laughs> You break a hip, that's what old people do. That's going to happen to me. Yeah, but I mean, once you're in your late 50s, if you break a hip, they got to put you down. No, that's not true. They replace the hip. Do they? I thought you're like, they replace hips, they replace knees. No, they don't put you down until you're you're like 60. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought like you you break your hip and the ambulance comes and they just, they put up a little tent and. And uh, somebody brings out the needle and say, sorry, we just can't do anything about this one. And everybody cries and what? It was best for the fret. Yeah. We'll miss him, but hey, it's what he gets for being a vegan. That's right. (laughs) And also, Kiko, the killer whale from Free Willy. Oh, he's dead? Uh, Yeah. We fought so hard for his freedom. 2003. Yeah, 2003. Probably eaten by other fish would be my guess. All right. Here's your best deaths. Um, Whales aren't fish, idiot. (sighs) He was killed by fish. He was killed by sharks. How's that? You said other fish. All right, whatever. He's not fish. Like, have some respect. I'm not going to respect the damn whale. Uh, he's dead. Well, you know what? I hope he's a purse somewhere. <laughs> when they're born and growing up, you have to, oh, yeah, you were a miracle. You yes. don't want to tell them that, oh, man, daddy forgot to pull out. <laughs> Let's face it. No dude has ever forgotten to do that. If they just neglected uh, If you're drunk enough. You neglected to. Yeah, I don't think forgot is the yeah. right word. Maybe you minimized the prioritization of it at some point based on alcohol intake. Yeah. Or you were surprised by the end result or the timing of the end result. But you never hey, forget. No, I, I don't know that you're ever really surprised. You're not that surprised. You, no, you, even if it happens really fast, I think you kind of have an idea that it's coming. <laughs> I, that was probably not the poor choice of words. <laughs> Very poor choice of words. Yeah. Stupid stuff. We said this week. Oh, boy. A lot of stupid stuff. It so, happens. Um, my question that I, I was going to get to, is there one thing worth watching about this Texans game no. Sunday? I, I honestly can't think of a reason other than I have to watch it and write about it, which I'm thinking about. This might be the week where I write, I get stoned and write about the Texans game. See, that, see that'd be a great bit. You say, all right, this is just my, my... And you write about it while you're stoned, of course. So right. You watch, and so these are my musings 
of, of this is how I felt while I was stoned watching the Texans. Uh, and that's the only way to watch them. Yeah, uh, if, if it's not this week, I'll do it next week. And just because I, I probably won't have. By the way, sorry, I forgot. I got that T.Y. Hilton info. I totally oh, yeah? Forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah? I only found T.Y. Hilton because they didn't have, uh, they have not put up the numbers for, uh, what's his name yet? Uh, you wanted Kiki. Kiki. That wasn't on there. But now I've lost it. But I had it. Here we go. So T.Y. on my bookie. For T.Y. Hilton to have 71 yards, it's plus 108. 81 yards, it's plus 165. 91, it's plus 260. And 101, it's plus 400. You know what? I like the over 91. See, there you go. So you take that. That gives you great value. And then we thought about Kiki, whatever that number will be. You take that, and then we take, uh, do we take the Colts spread or just money line? Take, uh, you know what? With that number, we can just take Colts money line. Bam. And I guarantee that's probably plus three, four hundred, what, three or 400. And boy, you put in 100 bucks, you might win 400 bucks on it. Maybe even more. Maybe I'm undershooting how much it'll be. All right. That is going to wrap it up. Another successful jaunt to Beaumont. Uh, Tyler, great job out here. Aaron, great job back in studio. Uh, Josh, always a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. Uh, you're, you're a fun dude to do a show with, and I hope we get to do a lot more over the next uh, few months. Well, you didn't invite me last week or next week. Well, I mean... Honestly, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm no Patrick Creighton. I get it. But uh, by the but, way, it's Jerry Bow and uh, and Jason. I, I don't want to over, you know. And by the way, that was not a dig at Patrick Creighton either. I no. like Patrick. He's a nice guy. Well, you, you you can always do it. I just I always worry because you have a podcast to do and you know you're doing. Oh, five I would have said no. Uh, okay. But I mean, I, but I, okay, I just okay. wanted you to ask. All right. Well, let's just pretend like I asked <laughs> and you said no, and that's fine. Then I'm in the I'm in control now. Yeah, yeah. yeah now, thank you. Yeah, you're you're the maker. Yes. All right. Uh, well, Monday we'll be back with Patrick Creighton. Josh will be back at uh, two to four, and uh, we'll be back in Houston. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we'll all live on the way back. Yep. Uh, Till Monday, stay sportsy, bitches. ESPN ninety seven five.